This is Jim Wills, and you are listening to the Crave Magazine Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. Do the best work that you, that you can and put it out there where people can see it. Enjoy yourself. Do what you want to do and travel. Do what you love with as much passion as you have. Art is a communication from the subconscious of humanity. Art elucidates reality. It elucidates life. This episode is brought to you in part by the Crave Magazine podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash podcast. So this week on the podcast, I have a very special guest we've been trying to get together for quite some time. He is an international street artist born from graffiti. He is has work all over the world and has worked all over the world. Um, he has a show in Denver, Colorado, through the end of the year at the Miris Gallery in Denver. Um, he has also painted some other pieces here in Denver that we'll talk about and his work all over the world. He is a contemporary of Spock Brior, who we interviewed and is on episode 22. I want to welcome to the podcast Akuda San Miguel. Akuda, thanks for being here. Hi, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I like to start off the interview, Akuda, with uh, an inspiration, something that inspires you, something that it, it doesn't have to be an artist or a piece of art. It could be music, it could be movies, uh, book, quote, anything that you have that inspires you, that you take with you. Um, what have you got for us? Yeah, uh, I think every day uh, I am very focused on creating because I okay. have a very, a very big team that do uh, the rest of the world that I don't like, you know, like mail or press or whatever. And okay. yeah, that's why I I, I am inspired uh, every day for uh, everything uh, in my environment, you know. Uh, uh, I think music, I need to hear music uh, all day, you know. And yeah, I go to the theater one per week, uh, maybe to the cinema too. Uh, yeah. But the most uh, the most thing that is more inspirational for me is that when I'm traveling, uh, because I discover new cultures and new people, new lives, new colors, you know, yeah, and new yeah. lifestyles, you know, and that's the thing. Tra- travel is one of the big things. What yes. kind of music do you listen to? You said music is also an oh, inspiration. Oh, I love techno music, electronic, but I heard bossa nova, uh, flamenco, uh, okay. trap. Uh, a lot of different styles, you know, like uh, maybe Afri- African too, you know, African beats. Yeah, whatever. African beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it depends on the moment, you know. In the morning, <laughs> maybe more for Sanova, but uh, during the day, more techno. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Spock mentioned that he listens to, same same thing, he listened to a lot of uh, upbeat techno or, or electronica rap during the day. But in the evening, and we were talking, and he said he threw out Tangerine Dream, uh, which is a yeah. band. Yeah. That I knew from way back in the day, and uh, so that was neat to have that come back around. Well, let's get a little bit of your story. I know that you start out as a graffiti artist, and your work yep. is spread, your work is a very distinct style. Uh, when I was in Madrid, I went to the Tabla Clara and saw one of your pieces was still on the wall there, and it, I knew right away that it was an Akuda piece. So, yeah. if you will tell us a little bit about your story, how you got started as an artist, uh, and 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 your style as well, how you chose the style that you're working on today. Yeah, I, I uh, started like 20 years ago in a small city in the north of Spain. Um, I didn't have too much reference. That's why maybe I am so different no, than the others. Um, because my relation or my inspiration uh, didn't come from graffiti, more from uh, art history, you know. 
because I okay. study fine art and maybe I am very close to surrealistic uh, uh, artists or to pop artists, you know, and this kind of thing. So maybe we're not in this too. Okay. Uh, and you grew up in northern Spain, right? Along the northern coast? Yep. Is it, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. The, is the culture very different there than it is in, uh, in Madrid? No, I think, uh, yeah, Spain is so different the north than the south, but yeah. the culture is uh, kind of similar because uh, the, the weather in Spain uh, lets you stay a lot of time in the street, you know, because it's okay. not so prison. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's more in the south, you know, because in the south you spend all day in, in, in the street because it's too hot uh, and it's hot in winter too. But yeah, I think the culture in Spain let me um, stay a lot of hours in the street and that's why I start to paint in the street, you know? <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. sure. How did, yeah. you get into, how did you get involved in the, gra the graffiti? Like, how did that become something that you wanted to do? You started as a teenager, I'm assuming. Yeah, because so, um, I grew up in a restaurant and okay. I had to uh, wait to my parents close the restaurant and that's why I spent all day, you know, in the street playing football, or skateboard and and start to paint in, you know. Okay. That's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And so, going from the graffiti artist in the street, how did you transfer that into like paid work? Like, for example, Spock talked about how he got a couple of commissions painting on the shutters in Madrid, and that's how he first started to get money from a street yeah. artist. And he was like, "Wow, I can maybe possibly make this into a career." How did that work for you? Yeah, uh, when I was living in, in Santander, uh, I started to do some works, but not too much because I was uh, super young. And I moved to Madrid to study fine arts in 2000. And okay. after that, was like um, uh, more people saw my art and maybe was uh, more easy to start to do commissions, you know? Do you remember your first commission piece or your first, your first paid art oh, piece? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it um, was like... Uh, uh, yeah, maybe in Santander, some places, one of uh, surfing uh, store or something like that, you know. So I can see, uh, for those of you on the call, it's only audio, but I can, since we're on a video call, I can see there's a couple pieces that you've done behind you, and there's a, a lion piece on the wall. And that very, you have a very distinct geometric style with, with a lot of bright color. When yeah. did you adapt that as, as your style? In the past, I, I did letters in the street and okay. when I start to work in the studio I did like uh, more surrealistic uh, classic surrealistic uh, works and uh, I start to to minimalize and to to uh, transform my letters in the street in rhomboids uh, rectangles uh, circles and triangles mm -hmm. you know like uh, okay UDA like you know just like geometric things and after that I start to to do like uh, strange architectures uh, yeah. with with triangles, like three, like digital 3D, you know, uh, and all my characters was like lost in these uh, female architectures, you know. And after that, I mix the work in the street with the work in the studio, and I start to put in in geometry everything that I see, you know, like skin, like faces, like bodies or animals or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that was like this simple. It's you mentioned animals. Uh, one thing that I noticed a lot looking through your work is a, is the bear, kind of I don't know, like a grizzly bear or a bear. Yeah, yeah. Is there a significance to the bear? Like, why does the bear show up in your work all the time? I don't know because uh, it's like uh, look like like a funny or like a happy animal or something like that. You know? Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. it could be from because of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do you have positive, bears in Sp- positive phase, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you have bears in Spain? Yeah, of course. Uh, in the north, a lot. Yeah. A lot of bears. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in my born city, there are like a like a big. I think the biggest, uh, like not zoo, like uh, uh, where the animals are uh, wild, you know. And yeah, there are a lot of different uh, animals. There are yeah, one of yeah, the biggest yeah. I think in Spain. Yeah. Okay. Now, how did you? I'm curious as to still. I'm still not clear how you went from being just a street artist, uh, an inspiring artist, to getting commissioned work. Like you paint all over the world, and you've done some really large murals. You know, you've done some really cool churches. How did you tra- make that transition? A lot of artists that we have in the podcast are in that transitioning stage. You are already an artist who is established, who is re- your work is recognized internationally. How, how did you make that shift? Did you have help with that, or was that something that you did on your own? Or it was like a very soft uh, evolution, and okay. it's like I didn't. I didn't remember when exactly changed everything, but I remember my first uh, international event was a meeting of styles in uh, Wiesbaden in Germany okay. in 2002, okay. and I I met Jemeo, Dame, Lumit, all the big uh, artists in, in that moment. It was like the start of uh, my international uh, way, you know. And yeah. after that, maybe the internet and and didn't stop traveling, you know, and yeah. All the things together uh, do that. Uh, I am here now. Sure, sure. Did you find that meeting other artists that were international, like, or meeting other people internationally, helped with your uh, kind of expanding your your work um, because you make, uh, can, you sort of use that network? Uh, yeah, I think it's very important to meet uh, artists that you like it or, or different artists from another disciplines, not only uh, street artists. Because it's like uh, when I when I go to a museum or when I met this artist, it's like uh, uh, this thing motivates me to grow up more, you know. And it's sure. necessary to be in contact with uh, my friends now or or with new artists all the time, you know. And because I, I came from graffiti, and in the first moments uh, in graffiti, you uh, used to work uh, together with different artists, you know. Okay. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like uh, too much ego, like like the contemporary artists, you know. That's why I like to to do collaborations with different artists, you know, because I came from graffiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when I was there in Spain, I was at the Incan Movement Studio, yeah. and they had a, they have a large piece in the middle of the studio that is a collaboration between you and several artists that is a mm. 3d sculpture yeah. it's got like even the using your geometric texture and i noticed that's something that you do in those pieces that are behind you the skull pieces um yeah your your geometric shape you've you've taken the 2d and made it 3d but it still has mm-hmm. the geometric triangles and shapes is that something that you decide like when you visualize the art and you're like okay if this is going to be 3d you can see that as well when you do it yeah uh, it's like i i think with the chromatic circle in my mind and okay. it's like uh, mathematics i have to i need to put the the color that i need in in that place you know because okay. it's like your your eye when you go far away you your eye do the 3d but yeah. if you yeah. go close you uh, it's not 3d it's just flat you know it's everything flat because there are no no failings you know that's the play it's like digital you know something like that yeah, yeah, for sure. And I noticed watching some of your 
the videos that you have of your work that I didn't see just looking at your paintings is the shading. You do a really good job of that shading, yeah. which like you said, it makes it, it makes it dimensionality. When you look at it, it has that 3D sort of look. Yeah, that's really powerful. Uh, and also with the Ink and Movement, I want to throw a shout out to them again. How did you get hooked up with Ink and Movement Studios? Yeah, uh, I started to work with my manager like uh, maybe 15 years ago or eight, 15, I think. And we start with Ink and Movement at the same time, you know, it was like a okay. project that did together. And in the first time was like a, a world tour with two different artists with um, yeah. Nano 1448. Uh, and sun and um, yeah we travel uh, around the world uh, was like the first step of income movement we did like some uh, several uh, good shows uh, together and they did the productions and after that was like a uh, natural way of them and of me together uh, yeah doing the agency and everything you know that I need for to, to grow up you know? yeah yeah you're, you're like an OG you're one of the originals from the Incan movement. You're like an Incan yeah, movement OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I created with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, and you paint all over the world. What's a couple of successes that you've had? Like some real memorable paintings. What, one or two that that you've done? Uh, oh, I think the first, of course, uh, was the the big church I did in the north of Spain. Was like okay. uh, like a uh, very impact uh, in the media and in art. Uh, uh, market or whatever you know because for me it changed a lot of things uh, I start to to get a lot of proposals you know and yeah before that uh, I had proposals too but after that was crazy because I did I was like one year doing interviews because that you know on different countries it was incredible because I mixed uh, uh, the religion the temple skate and uh, contemporary painting you know and uh, yeah. classic architecture was like a mix of things that was crazy. Yeah, for me it was super nice. And after that, maybe I remember, yeah, the castle in in France. I love it because, uh, because a castle in France. Yeah, yeah, because because I like to play with the architecture. Uh, I sure. did a lot of flat walls, but when I have to play with the architecture, I enjoy a lot. And after that, it's like I think I get the best pieces I did. You know. Do you do any sort of pre-visualization before you go to start a piece, or do you just walk in cold and... Normally, I prefer to arrive the place, feel the architecture, feel the environment, and sit in front of the place and just uh, start to create in my mind and directly on the wall, you know? Uh, for you me, it's the best, the best way, you know? Do you sketch it out first, or do you just like look at the wall, the image comes uh, to your mind, and then you just go for it? It depends of where, or what kind of, of project. Because normally I prefer that way. Don't do sketches and just paint it directly on the wall and play with the architecture. For me, it's the best way. But uh, when you work with uh, with governments or with different companies, uh, sometimes you have to send like the first uh, initial idea or the first uh, sketch. Of course, right. after that I change everything at the end, <laughs> you know? because because it's boring for me to do, to repeat the the thing you know it's like sure, uh, I, I i prefer to keep the creation uh you know uh, uh like original you know like yeah. Creation. Yeah, yeah yeah it's more funny for me i mean like i said <laughs> your work is distinct and you have a distinct pattern to your work which makes it very uh, recognizable which i think is great like here in Thank denver you. we have the international church of cannabis which you painted a couple yeah. years ago when it first when they, yep. before they opened 
and as soon as I saw I saw it in the local news magazine or whatever pictures of the church and I knew it was you right away uh, actually my wife re- recognized it and she said hey this is that guy Akuda and and that's one of the first discoveries of your work and then I saw your work at the Miris Gallery which uh, you'll have the show I used to work for Disney for uh, about six years seven years I worked mm-hmm. for Disney and so you have a piece with a Mickey Mouse head yeah. with your distinct geometric style which I love yeah. I love yeah. that piece did a uh, work for Disney too in Madrid yeah. oh did you really? Uh, because yeah I, I did uh, my first Mickey, Mickey, uh, real Mickey Mouse with the with the geometrics uh, yeah, yeah for Disney yeah oh okay in a, in, a, gonna... in a good place that uh, live uh, um Guys that don't have uh, mothers and these kind of things, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay, like an orphanage. For nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an orphanage. Okay. Yeah. It was nice. I was going to ask with when you do something like that, when you appropriate a character like Mickey Mouse that is that's famous and recognized and you know copyrighted by a, a larger corporation, do you ever get pushback? Like, you did a Mickey. Did you get rights to use the Mickey first, or did you do the Mickey and then Disney came to you and was like, "Hey, what's up?" No. No, because uh, when I use uh, just the earth of Mickey with uh, the skull, it's, uh-huh. it's like my kind of uh, new character. It's not right. uh, Mickey, you know? Right, but, right, uh, right. Uh, the first time that I did Mickey was for Disney. <laughs> that okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they can't, they, you've appropriated the ears, but you couldn't really call it Mickey Mouse, even though we all recognize it as, oh, those are Mickey Mouse ears. But it's still, <laughs> yeah. it's still your own work. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I also noticed in a lot of your work when you paint female figures, they're very uh, robust, Rubenesque type, um, not not skinny model type figures. Yeah, you you paint large women. Yeah, is, is yeah, there because, a reason behind that? Yeah, because in the art history, uh, uh, in the Renaissance and and you know uh, in the classic art, uh, they paint uh, like a big and a strong um, strong woman. So I, I think for yeah. me, it's more more beautiful to paint and to the forms you know it's more sure. more poetic you know sure absolutely and I, because uh, and, be, and because uh, i don't like the canons you know uh, of the modernity it's yeah. like kind of uh, say that the woman the power of the woman you know right 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 to be to be super beautiful and skinny you know and and, and what we society or or the media yeah, themes is perfect woman yeah yeah, I attended a fashion show not too long ago, and and one of the uh, designers had models of all shapes and sizes, big, small, tall, skinny, and, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great because it represents the modern person, modern woman. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the big challenges that you've had to overcome in in creating your art and becoming an artist? I don't know because I enjoy all the time, and the big challenge maybe have my team to. <laughs> To you know, to discuss about the the final budget of the of everything have to be ready when I arrive the place, you know. And I think they have the problems. Me, yeah, uh, I yeah. really focus on creating, and I, I, of course, I am very lucky to 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 have this team. Uh, maybe uh, I remember in Toronto on the last big piece, uh, we had to go to class to get the permission to. To go up in the string stage, like yeah, for yeah. two days, you know, like go class, okay. and it was like strange, you know, because I had the, the another permission from Europe, and I don't know why uh, I had to do another, but okay. yeah, it's okay, you know. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. That's the only well, thing I remember that can be like a challenge. You know? Well, you talked a little bit about the logistics side of it, the business side of it, and how you fortunately have a team of people, the Ink and Movement, and, and other people to help you. 
a handle yeah. of that business side. And that's one of the things I think a lot of artists struggle with is, okay, I'm an artist. I want to paint. I want to create music. I want to do whatever. But to market their work and to get their work out there to the people, I think yeah. young artists especially struggle with that. Um, yeah, of course. And for you, Me you were able to – Yeah, how, and so you overcame that by surrounding yourself with a team of people that could help with that? Is that how that sort of came to be? Yeah, uh, yeah. I in the past I I did a lot of mails. I spent a lot of uh, time, uh, you know, uh, sending mails and trying to discuss about the projects and everything, and was super boring and like spent <laughs> much energy on do that, you know. But of yeah. course, it's necessary in the beginning. Uh, after that, if you have a lot of a lot of work, of course, you need the team. You know? Sure, sure, sure. What what do you what do you hate most about being an artist what's the most challenging thing about being an artist for you um i don't know just to feel that you you have to feel that you are an artist and you of course you you have to are very focused on creating uh on the top of everything in your life i think that's all you know okay it's like Focus a, on- you have to to put in a balance uh, the things that you want to do or or you you have in your heart and yeah. Yeah, just just follow that and that's all you know. Well, I was going to yeah. ask about balance. You mentioned balance, and so as an artist, you have your art that you do. You said earlier that you go to the cinema, you go to the theater, yeah. you, you like to listen to music. All of those are creative outlets or creative yeah. expressions. It- yeah, it's like uh, I I need to be super connected with the the art or the the culture, you know, mm-hmm. the, the other different disciplines like the actors, uh, musicians, and everything. It's like I need to, you know, it's like uh, I need to eat that, you know. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To 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 feel that I am that I live and that I. I'm a creator too, you know. It's like I need to be cre- uh, connected with that. That's why I live in Madrid and not in Santander because it's a small culture scene, you know. And right, right. and that's why I love to travel because all the time I go to uh, openings uh, in the galleries or museums or whatever and concerts and I'm very lucky because of that, you know. And it's yeah. like uh, make me uh, to be super connected with the culture and super focused on what is my way of life you know sure 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 you said you said about feeding yourself or feed or feeding yourself with with culture and one of the taglines of crave magazine is feed your soul with art and i I truly believe that same thing like you have to feed yourself with it whether it's visual art or whether it's music or whether it's expression through performance stage performance or whatnot It, it it's very enriching to one's life and um what piece of advice would you have for an artist starting out uh, someone that wants to aspire to become a professional artist, what kind of advice would you give to them? Uh, yeah, I think if they feel in the uh, and they think uh, or they believe in in their artworks on in their selves, uh-huh. just they have to follow their heart, you know, and and their their original way of life, and yeah, just it's like don't hurt to nobody or to everybody that say you nothing, you know, it's like, yeah, you have to be focused only you and you have only your opinion and yeah, you have to get your, your way, you know? It's a I couple think. things I picked up there. Follow your heart, 
focus on your yeah, on you course, and what you believe in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because when I when I uh, was uh, painting graffiti, of course uh, the real graffiti artists uh, maybe say me like, oh, what are you doing or what is that, you know? But uh, I think it's, it's not important if you are uh, are doing that thing or that thing. I think the best way is uh, that uh, nobody can put you in, in here or here, you know? If you are in different uh, disciplines or different uh, ways or different styles, I think it's better, you know? It's like nobody can uh, put you in, in you know? A box. In a yeah, in a box. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. For me, it's the most important, you know? And uh, I I feel that I follow this, this way, you know? And, like, uh, take a lot of inspiration from everywhere, and not follow, uh, uh, you know, uh, only one way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so speaking of that being fitted into a box, the show that you have in Denver, Colorado, uh, revolves around the idea of plastics. Is that correct? Plastic yeah. in our world. Would you talk a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. The idea is um, because you know the, the plastic, the island of plastics in in the Pacific. You know. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the trash island is the name, yeah. I think. And I am playing with, with that uh, idea because I think it's super important now uh, this thing and nobody, I think the governments don't care about it and nobody care about it. And yeah, I do like a joke. Uh, I put the, my characters inside like um, like a future holiday fashion place. But okay. uh, this place is the distress island you know like oh, a, okay. a joke, a joke uh, a play uh, right, right. yeah i did some photos of of some trust places in bora bora in tahiti okay. uh, this year and i use these photos i print these photos in wood and i paint over that photos you know and it's like i mix like renaissance sense of characters but playing on that trust place you know yeah yeah for sure I, 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 Plastics is a big issue in my life too, as far as uh, a big cause to get rid of the plastics. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the sculptures, I am using some plastics to do some parts of the sculptures with uh, resin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, is yeah. this the first time you're using? Because you're painting on images, correct? Yeah. 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 It's the first time. Is this yeah. the first time you're doing something like that? I did. I did one, but with some different artists, uh, with uh, Galembo. A photographer okay. from New York. I uh, we printed one photo of, of her. Uh, me and Gravelsky paint over the photo. But it's my first time that I do for um, a solo show and I do some pieces, uh, everything done by myself. You know, because I did the photo and I did the paint over. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. There's a company uh, called Four Ocean. Have you heard of them? Like the number four, Ocean. No, I they don't are know. not. They're they're a nonprofit. It was started by two guys who went on. A surf trip in Bali uh, several years ago, and they saw the plastic. They saw the trash on the beach, uh -huh. and they wanted to do something about it. And so they developed a um, a nonprofit that they got the fishermen, the local fishermen, mm -hmm. to remove plastic from the ocean. And then they did beach cleanups. They the money they sell these bracelets, and for every bracelet uh, represents one pound of plastic removed from the ocean. The cost of one pound of plastic. Mm -hmm. And so when you buy a bracelet, that money goes towards the fishermen and the other people who are cleaning mm -hmm. the beaches and when i went to bali last year the beach was super clean uh during wow. the day it was messy but the next like at the end of the day it was messy and the next morning you came and it had been 
it was really, really clean. The water was really clean. And they said it was because of efforts like that, of people recognizing the trash that is building up in many parts of the world, especially tropical areas. So I find it interesting. You went to Bora Bora, you said, Tahiti, uh, places that are considered beautiful, considered tropical paradises, and yet you found trash that that was yeah. sad, but yet inspired you to do something to, to bring recognition to that. How important is it for you to kind of make a statement or create some sort of political conversation around your work? Yeah, normally uh, I don't care about the reality. Uh, I don't see the news and because uh, I have my 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 own surrealistic world. Okay. Uh, I don't need to put the reality on my world. But sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, the actuality uh, say me that I need to do it. You know, like okay. like on that time because I am inspired every day and and I get the inspiration in Bora Bora at, at, at that sad moment. You know. Yeah. 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 Sure. Sure. How does working as an artist affect the rest of your life? You don't do. Are you a night owl? Do you have a like? You don't have a day job, but do you get up and go into the studio and paint, or like what kind of yeah. discipline do you have? Uh, yeah, if I am in Madrid, I go to the studio. I live in the same street. I go walking just three minutes. It's super comfortable for me. Um, yeah, and I have all my team here, and I say, yeah, you do that, you do that. And we work all together uh, on the on, on that exhibition or whatever. And after, like today, I will go to a dinner uh, to a super nice and um, contemporary kitchen place. You know, maybe tomorrow. To, no, tomorrow we we will go to a concert after work. Uh, flamenco, uh, the most famous flamenco artist now. That the name is Rosalia. Maybe after. I will see another concert of a friend that the name is Peineta. It's a, okay. like a electronic flamenco too. Uh, uh -huh. Maybe after that go to a techno party because it's, it's <laughs> uh, yeah because it don't work on Thursday this week because uh, nobody works. Yeah, and uh, at the weekends normally I go party with my friends because I have a lot sure. of friends that that have uh, clubs and uh, like electronic or trap clubs and yeah, yeah I know a lot of people in Madrid that that do things and. Just because them, I go to see them, you know, to sure. their shows. Yeah, yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I work hard every day. That's why I can do, or I can go wherever I want. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> sure, I sure. <laughs> when you find yourself in the studio, do you work mostly in the afternoons, in the evenings, during the day, in the mornings? Oh, normally I, I go to the studio around ten and a half or eleven. Uh, yeah, work till nine every day, but uh, we eat in the studio because we have a cooker here too. Um, sure. Yeah, we spend all day together and, you know, like a family. Uh, and after okay. that, uh, normally I go to my my house or or a plan that I uh, do with my friends, but I think normally I, I come back with this plan around midnight and yeah, yeah go yeah. to sleep and okay. <laughs> the next day. <laughs> the next yeah. day. One of the things yeah. that I was fascinated by Madrid, especially in the summertime, was it gets dark very late there compared to here in the States, where I live yeah. at least. You know, like at 10 o'clock, it's still, there's still daylight at 9.30, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 o'clock yeah. at night. And, and but people normally, are out. In, normally in summertime, I don't, be, I don't be Madrid. I go to my born city, to the beach, and spend one month there, and maybe uh, a few weeks in Ibiza too. Sure. In Ibiza? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, what was the like one piece of art that was the, your most favorite creation that you did? Whether whether it was the location or whether it was the artwork itself. Do you have no, a favorite that stands out? No, maybe the the biggest sculpture that I did in Valencia this year for fires. In, you in know Valencia? No. In Valencia, no. yeah, the big one that uh, get burned. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's your because it was the biggest, piece? the tallest, and was, uh, and I discovered a super nice uh, party in in Valencia. Like, um, yeah, it was was super nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why why should we care about art? Why is art important? Uh, because I think for me uh, it's the most important because uh, when I start to go to school I spend all day drawing in in the books you know and uh, I didn't I didn't care too much to the teachers and okay. it's like uh, since I, since I was uh, ch- a child uh, yeah I I was drawing you know and it was like uh, my first uh, uh, form of communication I think. I don't know. It's the most comfortable communication for me, and it's like I born to do that, you know. And yeah, and when I discovered the art history, I feel that was my my place in life, you know. So you like art history? Yeah, yeah, of course. So you like art history, but you don't paint in a, in a sort of traditional style. Your style is very contemporary. It's very original. Yeah. How do you? How do you? Fo- cross that bridge gap that bridge between historical art traditional type of art versus the contemporary style that you do yeah the, the last three years I started to work uh, taking or bring uh, some uh, Venus or or classic uh, art characters uh-huh. and I bring them okay. to my surrealistic work yeah I think for me it's super fun and I love to do that yeah Bringing, bringing more classic characters into your style of artwork, taking like a Botticelli Venus and, and replicating that in your style, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like, um, because I study the art history, I think it's super inspirational for me and that's why I bring some characters from the art history and, and transform in the contemporary art of, by me, you know, and, and sure. to my... Uh, special landscapes. So you're you're. We won't tell the audience exactly how old you are, but you're in your thirties, right? And what advice would you give to yourself? You mentioned about your childhood a little bit. What advice would you give to yourself if you could go back to your childhood or go back to your when you were twenty, when you're just entering the university? What piece of advice would you say if you could spend a minute with yourself when you were twenty years old? I don't know. I think everything happened in my life, or everything you you live, uh, do that you uh, are now like this. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I think if if you discover something uh, when, uh, with twenty years uh, and you don't do it, uh, I think don't work to to change or to 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 do yourself. You know. Sure. I think you you sure. need to do everything that you did. To be like this, you know. To be who you are. The bad yeah. things. Too. Yeah. So, you say, because, so you'd of say. Of course, I, I, I have, I had in the past uh, bad moments, but I think are important too to to be like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, you'd say don't change anything. Just yeah, keep doing yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Your life will work out just yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like this because have to be like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. 
So you've got the show coming up in Denver, Colorado uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. What else do you have coming up in the next six months? Or you said you talked about it, something that you're working on next year that you're pretty excited about. What are some things that we can look forward to from Akuda in the next year or so? And after Christmas holidays, and after that, uh, we are in mind to do something big in San Francisco, uh, in Peru, uh, China, uh, yeah, new, new countries. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of things uh, for next year. Yeah. Is there a country that you've yet that you haven't painted it in yet that you'd like to go to and do a piece? India, I was three times in India, uh, okay. but China, I only was in Hong Kong, but. I will go to another place in, in China, uh, in Peru. I I did yeah, I did some pieces, but the small ones, and I will do a big one. Uh, in San Francisco, I never did, you know, and, and I want to go to do a big thing in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know now, but I have a big schedule to, for next year. Yeah. What's well, fantastic? Ah, in, in Philippines, in, in the Philippines too. I've never Philippines. been, and of course I am very, you know, I want to go, on, yeah, I am very happy to yeah, do yeah. that on Philippines. Uh, I don't remember now, but a lot of different places, yeah. I, uh, I, in Montreal too. Montreal? Oh, you're traveling all over. Yeah, you maybe. did mention travel quite a bit, so. Do you get to spend yeah, any time? Yeah, I, like... I, I love traveling. Yeah, 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 I, like, I love creating and traveling, and it's my life, you know? Both things at the same time. Do you get to spend time when you travel? Like you go to a place, like you said, you're going to the Philippines. Will you I get try, to spend I try, time there? I try, but sometimes I, I can't. But yeah, normally I I want to 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 spend three days or it depends. It depends what uh, how is the schedule. But yeah, of course I, I love to to spend time. In met the place or you know discover the place. Sure, or, sure, sure. Uh, next February I will go to Peru, uh, to Lima to do something. Uh, of course I want to go to Machu Picchu yeah, because yeah. I never, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I heard they're going to close Machu Picchu or very restrict it from tourism because it's yeah, becoming I overcrowded. Know, I know. So, yeah, yeah, good to see it. Well, great. I appreciate your time, Akuda. And I, uh, looking online, people can find you. You're on social media, of course. Uh, Akuda Art, I think, is probably the tag that we can find your work most everywhere. Is that correct? And that's yeah. O-K- O-K-U-D-A, Akuda Art. Yeah. So yeah. on Instagram, you're Akuda Art. Uh, are you on Facebook as well? Yeah, yeah, everything is the same. It's O-K-U-D-A-R-T. Okay, Akuda Art. So the people that want to find you can find you on Akuda Art. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy. I look forward to seeing you again. Uh, do you have any last words of advice or words of wisdom for the Crave audience? Oh, just peace and love to everyone. <laughs> peace and love to everyone. That's great. I love it. I love it. Okuda, thank you so much for being on the podcast thank today. You. It was a pleasure to chat thank with you. you. I appreciate the time, and, uh, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thank you. Ciao. The music for episode 28 of the podcast is Out of Sight by Madrid's own European DJ sensation, Oscar Mulero. Are you ready to go deeper into the arts? Then sign up for the Crave Magazine Podcast Patreon. Starting with episode 26, we are offering a deeper dive into the artist conversation with extended bonus interviews. In addition, subscribers can get their hands on incredible limited edition prints as well as original artwork from some of the Crave artists. 
As you know, my mission is to bring art to the world, and as a Crave Magazine podcast patron, you will help make that happen. So please head on over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Crave Magazine Podcast. As always, be good to one another and take time to feed your soul with art. Thank you.